This is Victory Christian Fellowship. We are a community focused on loving God and loving others. Tune in each week as Pastor Mark teaches us about God's love and the call on our lives. Let's give the Lord Jesus a hand clap. Any good? Yeah. We're going to dismiss children. Let them go to Super Church class in the back. And while they're going, you get your Bible and you're going to hold it up. And we're going to declare who we are. Are you ready to say this with me? All right, let's say it real loud. This is my Bible. It is the standard I live my life by. I am a spiritual believer, sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, empowered by my commitment to community, and expressed through outreach to others. Therefore, I can say, and... uh, Hey, I want to just point out, dear friends, Pastor Harold and Greta Brown are right here on the front. So let's welcome them to Victory visiting today. And we work real close at Somerset Christian School. Anybody have questions about that, about the school, be sure to touch base with them after service. All right. We have been in this series ever since Pentecost Sunday because if ever you needed to lean in and lean on God's guidance for your life, it's now. Would you agree? It's been a very interesting hour. So when I spoke on that Sunday, it was going to be kind of just a one-time message, but I thought, no, we need to just really develop this, and we have been speaking on it for quite some time. I'm going to complete it today. We're going to talk about the breath of heaven. Praise the Lord. That's what you want. You don't want breath from other people right now. It might not be good, but you want the breath of heaven. Next week, I'm going to have a standalone message, and I'm going to have a One of the men participate with me. You're going to hear an awesome testimony, something God's done in their life, and they'll be sharing, and then I'll I'll tie in with the message. Two weeks from today, Pastor Mike Ware from Denver, one of our overseers, presbyters, will be in. He and Jeannie are coming in for Michael's wedding, which y'all are invited to that, and uh, Michael's like their son as well, so they're coming from Denver to be a part, and so you'll hear from him. And then three weeks from today, I know it's a lot of information, but every year I like to take a book of the Bible, and let's just study it. Let's just kind of go through it verse by verse or chapter by chapter, and we're going to take the book of Philippians, and we're going to look at that. It's four chapters, so probably be four weeks long, and just kind of cover the Word of God and apply it to our day. Now, when I started this, I used an illustration. I talked about the doldrums. Remember the doldrums? And that is, got to say it correctly, okay? It's the intertropical convergence zone. And I know all of you know, know exactly where that is. It's around the equator. And it's the spot where the northeast trade winds and the southeast trade winds meet. And right there, it cancels all wind. There's no wind. And so in olden days, it was a nightmare for anyone sailing and just had to depend on the wind in their sails, they could literally just get stuck there and die. Now, let's relate that, and we've been relating it to our hour. I don't want you to get stuck in the doldrums right now. And you have to guard your heart and watch. Jeanette even said, you know, suddenly, oh, I'm believing a liar, thinking this, that's elevating something higher than the Word of God. And if you're not careful, if you don't keep this and your relationship with the Lord guided by His Spirit, you can get stuck in the doldrums where you're missing opportunities that God has right before you. 
Because if ever, if ever you've had an opportunity, it's right now. It's right now. There are people bound spitless by fear. Unfortunately, many believers are. Now, understand if you have a compromised health condition, sure, you need to use caution and be aware and do the right things. All of us need to be aware of social distancing and do things. But to hide and not be available for God to use us or use me, I think, Lord, I can't read this book without every page. People had to take amazing steps of faith. And when they did... God showed up. Now, things might have happened. Some of them lost their lives and this, that, and the other. But you know what? You won't come alive until you take some steps of faith. So let's not get stuck in the doldrums. What have we been using as a theme verse through this? Deuteronomy 13, 19. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you. In other words, here comes truth. That I've set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now, what are we supposed to choose? Life. The choice is right in front of you to choose life instead of just going through motions, feeling stuck, and so forth. Don't ignore those things. They're real. We all face them. But we need to choose what? You need to understand that internal presence of God in your life. You invite Jesus in. Then the Holy Spirit wants to begin guiding you and helping you and filling you to understand him better, love him better, love God the Father, okay? This choice to walk close to the Holy Spirit is one you've got to make every day. I said every day. This does not maintain itself. Just like fuel in your automobile does not maintain itself. When that little needle gets down to E, you better stop somewhere. And so, your spiritual life will not maintain itself. What are some of the things we've talked about? Remember, just falling in love with Jesus, how that is the starting point for all of this. We dealt with our attitudes. We looked at end-time attitudes, and we don't want to have those. You know, everybody looks at some of the other signs, and one of them even being um, like a coronavirus, pestilence. Oh, yeah, but what about the attitudes of ungratefulness and all the things that we looked at in the Word of God? They're things that you and I have to guard against. Then we talked about the Sabbath day, and we looked at that. So it's a time to refresh yourself in your walk. And last week, we talked about a love for all the people of the world. When you truly are filled with God's presence, you love everybody. You love every nation. Everyone needs the Lord. And so we looked at that in detail. And if we violate any of the things we've talked about, I think the Holy Spirit can kind of just fly away. You know, it's described as a dove in the New Testament, which is a bird that can easily be frightened or easily, you know, a noise can make it go a different direction. The source of your strength, your stamina, your unction to function, how about that, is your understanding of the third person of the Trinity. Because all his goal is, is to help you know Jesus better, help you love the Lord better. And very often, uh, people can be comfortable with a father, God the Father, because you can picture a person. Okay, Jesus, yeah, I can picture him. And many of you have watched the Chosen series with us. And hadn't that been good, just seeing him as a human, relating in that way, so you can do that. But the Spirit, because you can't, put a bodily form on him, 
it's sometimes hard to relate or feel comfortable. And so we're trying to make it very, very understandable for your life. The Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, whatever, uh, can cause some people just to like, uh, ghost. I mean, I don't like ghost. Okay? I don't. So let's finish this series on the subject, the source of the fresh air, the breath of God, that being the Holy Spirit. And a little bit of this is going to be a quick review to launch in what I want to end with today. Your English translated Bible is, of course, translated from the original manuscripts. Um, Actually, we were with the Browns in New York City years back, and we got to see some of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and that was just fascinating, fascinating to see that. But, you know, in the Old Testament, written in Hebrew, correct? And the word where we get spirit, our Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, wherever that's mentioned in the Old Testament, it's the word ruach. You got to say it like that, like, like popcorn stuck in your throat. Okay, ruach. You're not doing it, but I'll, I'll forgive you, okay? And what it means, literally, a wind, a breath, a violent exhalation, a blast of breath. So the translators were having trouble how, how do we call, we don't want to call God a blast of breath. So they use the word spirit, which I like that. There's no, nothing wrong with that. It's a good word, but that's the meaning of it. And then you can see this word right at the beginning of creation. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God, the breath of God, the blast of air of God was hovering over the waters. So when God said, let there be light, it was this blast of breath, the third person of the Trinity that caused the creation that took place. The power is in the breath of God, not in our breath because we're trying to guard that right now, but it's in, the, it's in God's breath. Out of his words came the power. Now, the New Testament, the word is pneuma. It's Greek. The P is silent, or it would be pneuma, but it's pneuma. And it's very similar in its definition. A current of air, blast of breath, a strong breeze. So when God said, let there be light, there was in all creation and so forth, and this is how God communicated. I think if you had to use one word to describe what we call spirit or Holy Spirit. I think wind is a good way to look at it. And I know that doesn't filter for us well. May the holy wind be with you. That, that doesn't filter well. It really doesn't. But the understanding, the understanding is very important. I love the English translations. John six sixty three. The spirit, the wind, the breeze, the blast of air gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. In other words, your efforts, you're paddling and you're stuck in the doldrums. Okay? Just your fleshly efforts. It counts for nothing. But Jesus says here's the secret. The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit. Their spirit, there's a blast of air, there's a breath, there's a creation in them, 
and they are life. Those of you all that have experienced salvation, this is what's happened. Suddenly the words became life. And you realize, wait, that's for me. And that blast of God's presence introduced you to Jesus who forgives you of your sins, who puts you in a holy relationship with the Holy Father. The three work together. Jesus is saying, when I spoke, I didn't just give you great ideas to contemplate. And that's what a lot of religion is today in America. Just, hmm, hmm, yeah, hmm. I don't need to contemplate. I need help. Jeanette needs help. We all need help. I need power. I need God's breath and a blast of his life within me so that I can fulfill something every day. Do you realize you have something you can do every day besides survive right now? There's an assignment for you every day if we'll listen. Your Bible is not just a bunch of concepts on printed pages. The words themselves contain life. They contain wind, a blast of air, and it's huge. So when you read your Bible or listen to it on audio, that's great. A lot of people, that's better for them than actually reading. It contains, if you allow that to happen. And with the breath, it can actually happen. Now, that just, that sets me on fire every morning when I get up. Now, we can get up or whenever you read your Bible, and Lord willing, you're reading your Bible every day. That's the difference between... There, I read my one-year Bible. Did it. Or, man, God breathed on this today. And this verse, I've read it before, but there's something just brand new. I think the Lord wants me to use this verse today to help somebody. That's the difference. And why would anybody choose a disconnect? Why would they? I think a lack of understanding. Why would anybody rather religion, man's best efforts, rather than an invasion of God's breath, a blast of air within you? I'm having difficulty even trying to vocalize it. I hope you're getting it. Now, quick review. Let's see, natural wind, just outside wind. It's unseen, correct? You see the effects of it, but you don't see it. It's unpredictable, very unpredictable. Changes directions constantly, and it's powerful. Now, how does that relate to God's spirit? You know, it's been hot (laughs) the last week or two or month. I love heat. I'm from the south, so it doesn't bother me one bit. But if you're outside for any length of time, it just can get hot. It gets awful, Jeanette says, really hot and humid. But have you noticed suddenly if there's a front coming through, suddenly what starts happening? The wind starts picking up, and the temperature begins to drop. And the first thing you say is, ooh, that wind feels so good. How many of you like to go to the beach? Let me see your hand, okay? You know why you like to go to the beach? Because there's a wind blowing. If you were at that beach on that white sand and the sun bearing down and no wind, you would not stay 10 minutes. So the wind makes it very doable and comfortable, the wind. 
are we willing to allow God to invade us, even if we can't see, even if it's unpredictable? And really, unpredictable means he wants to use you, and are you willing to be used? Are you willing to have your your scheduled life interrupted for the day? Are you willing to let something interrupt you and take advantage of that? You know, I'm, I'm glad the Browns are here. When we went with them to New York, I was glad just to chill and unplug. Oh, no, not them. Anywhere they go. They're witnessing. They're, they're, they're giving out a track. They're telling someone their testimony. It brought conviction to me. I'm th- you know, I'm, I'm just, whew, I need a break. No, not them. They're, they're telling anyone and everyone. Matter of fact, Brother Brown said he got to lead someone to the Lord yesterday. Thursday. He said, no, no, it was Thursday. He's upset because it wasn't yesterday, plus Thursday. When's the last time any of us just allowed the unpredictable interruption of the Holy Ghost to give us the unction to function and see something happening in a powerful way? Hmm. How about this? Unpredictable. Look at this verse, John 3, verse 8. Jesus answered, The wind. Everybody say wind. Okay. That's important that you see this. Uh, Because this is the only spot you'll see the Greek, uh, the translators translating the Greek actually using the literal word. Because it fits the situation in the scripture. They could have said spirit, but it wouldn't have made sense. They used wind. Okay. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going to go. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. They didn't put wind there. They put Spirit, everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus is saying you have to get comfortable with the fact you can't pin him down. You can't box him in. You can't line out your life so this and your work and your family and your hobbies and the this and that, before you know it, you've boxed God completely out. And the Spirit of God is wanting to fill you and mess with you, and that's when you come alive. That's where life takes on purpose. See, human nature, really, we like our methods. We like our routine. I bet some of you eat the exact same thing every morning. Let me see your hand if that's you. Jeanette, yet, yet. Okay, several. The exact same thing. Mix it up occasionally. Come on. Same food, same route, same everything. And if you like your God boxed in and orderly, he'll just back away and say, go after it. Don't be kind of boring. But if you let him mess with you and allow him, oh, man, this person's on my heart. I got to go spend time with this person. This one that's hurting right now, I, I need to just, let's go see them tonight. Let your life be interrupted because the Holy Spirit will guide you in that way. And then the word powerful. The God you and I serve is a powerful God. I have no interest in serving a powerless God. None. I love, I have no interest in talking about only what he did way back. Okay? What is he doing in your life now? 
What is he doing in your family? What is he doing around you? I believe with all my heart, he still wants to work in our lives today with full power. We see that in scripture. And he has the power to continue to change lives. And I could go around the room and start telling different ones testimonies. And you would shout amen because he's done an awesome thing in your life. If he's done that, would you give him a hand clap right now for what he's done? Yes. See, we've got, we've got this rhythm of natural instead of supernatural. And we try to serve a supernatural God in just our natural ways. Well, pastor, explain it to me. I don't understand healing. Well, I don't understand it either, but many of you have been touched by the Lord. Well, I don't understand this about sanctification, this. Well, just hang in there and grow, and the Holy Ghost is going to help you go from glory to glory to glory. Listen, if all of God has to fit into my little pea brain, you wouldn't even want him. Hello? He's bigger than my thinking. And he's bigger than yours. Man, if, I have, if he has to always filter through my tiny brain, then he can only be as big as my brain. Yeah, help us. That's right, Harold. You're right. And I don't want a God the size of my brain, and you don't want that either. I need God bigger beyond what my brain understands. Okay, let me uh, repeat a phrase I gave you at the beginning of this by Charles Finney, considered to be America's foremost revivalist. Very intelligent man. He led over a half a million people to the Lord. And he gives credit to the Holy Spirit. Training to be a lawyer. And he was really struggling with just the routine and, and just the method of Christianity. He just felt weak and anemic. He was bored. And he began really seeking God for an understanding about God's Spirit. But as I turned and was about to take a seat by the fire... I received a mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit descended upon me in a manner that seemed to go through me, body and soul. I could feel the impression like a wave of electricity going through and through me. Indeed, it seemed to come in waves and waves of liquid love. Those are his words. For I could not express it any other way. It seemed like the very breath of God. How about that? Well, it seemed like it because that's what it was. It was that. It was the Genesis 1 verse 2 in God's creation. I'm just saying we need more than human effort or ability for the things we face. And you and I need to be leaning into God's spirit right now like never before. Don't just be leaning into earthly news. Don't just be leaning into man's opinion. Don't be leaning into fear. Be leaning into God because he has purpose for all of us. And as Brother Don was up here at the beginning, the church needs to step up. The body of Christ, believers, doesn't matter denominations, we need to step up because if you have Jesus in your heart and you really are born again, you have the answer. But if I'm full of fear, who's going to want that Jesus? If I'm full of confusion, who's going to want that Jesus? So he wants to give you power. He wants to give you strength in the midst of your own need. Think about Paul, all the stuff he went through, that snake biting him in and, you know, picking up logs. He just shook it off in the fire. Oh, come on, somebody. I mean, you and I, first, 
first I hate snakes, and, and then I'd, I'd be running around, what, is it poison? What, 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 you, come on, that would be me. Would it be anybody else? He just shook it off. I, we need to start shaking some things off. Shake it off. And if you allow the wind of God, the breath of God, the breeze of God, the blast of his breath in your spirit on a daily basis, you can. I'm just saying we need that. Can we accomplish God's callings and purposes without that? Well, it'll be just a little routine. It might be effective to some, but my head knowledge isn't enough to cause change in other people. Human nature, it can be so fickled, okay? You and I can be so fickle. Now, I'm going to show you just something in Acts. I love this because do you ever see humor when you read your Bible? Okay, I just want to make sure you do. Acts 1, 5 through 8. Here's Jesus preparing the disciples for his departure. He says, for John baptized with water. You got that, guys? You remember that? Baptism brims. Yep, yep, we got it, sir. Yes, sir. We got it. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, great, amazing, great. So, there's a pause there. So, when they met together, they asked him. Okay, he, he's trying to prepare them for his departure and that the Spirit is now going to guide them and help them. So, here they come. They ask him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? <laughs> It's like your children. They know there's ice cream in the freezer. Okay. Hey, you've got to clean your room. Yeah, but when do you get that? Hey, you, hey, we've got to have supper first. And they're jumping to what they want, what they would like to have. What they wanted, they wanted him to be king here. Okay. He's trying to tell them, I'm going away. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to help you and so forth. Uh, are you going to restore the kingdom? Are you going to do that now? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And if we're not careful, we get caught up in that too. Well, when is this? How about that? Come on, somebody. And before you know it, we're caught up in something and we're missing today. Am I saying don't plan or, no, no, no. Am I saying don't look in the future for your life and family? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about our spiritual stamina and stability. We're not supposed to know everything. And can you be okay with that? Matter of fact, Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. So if he doesn't know, we sure don't. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. We sure don't. I think we can sense the atmosphere. I think we can sense the fulfillment of Scripture. But as I tell people, live like he's coming today, but plan on it like it won't be for 100. Live today like he's coming. But then Jesus goes back to how he started. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So he tries to bring them full circle back to what he was trying to communicate to them. I say respectfully, can we just trust right now? Man, what a great opportunity to trust. Yeah, trust and obey. You know, and I'm not saying don't avoid all news, but the moment something starts trying to put fear in me, I turn it off. The moment something begins derogatory toward leaders, I turn it off. I'm supposed to pray for them. 
not criticize them. The moment something veers me off the purpose and plan of God, I, I have to change my environment. It's up to my responsibility to lean into the Spirit of God who will guide me to truth. And he'll guide you to truth. And if I have to know everything, and that becomes the litmus and the filter for everything you experience, and God will just be the size of your information. And if I left everything to my brain in unrenewed thoughts, I would stay stuck in the doldrums and sick. Yeah. So here's my hope, okay? Here's my hope. I hope for all of us, the breath of heaven. God's spirit, God's spirit. Romans, the spirit of God, the wind, the breath, the breeze of God, the same wind, breath, breeze, that raised Jesus from what? The dead. Where does it live? Hmm. Okay, what lived in God... It raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, my. It, it lives in me, or the potential of it is there. Wow. Ponder on it. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give what? Life. What? Life. To your mortal bodies by the same wind, breath, breeze, blast of air living within you. That's a powerful, powerful scripture. It's time any of us that are stuck get unstuck. God wants to blow into some marriages today. Some of your business places, your work, your children, your parents, your relatives. He wants to do it. When breath believes. It's living within you. As honest as I know how to say this, he is the only source for your strength. Because what the Holy Spirit does is bring you into deeper relationship with Jesus. So you welcome his spirit, his guidance to help you know Jesus better. Know him. He's the source of life and relationship to know him, to serve him. And then Jesus bridges you to a holy father. Because there can be no sin in his presence. Jesus covers our sin, removes our sins, I should say, not just cover it, removes it. Oh, what an awesome trio they are. Wow. The Holy Spirit magnifies Jesus. Jesus made a way. Okay, now, Mark, how can I make this applicable? What can I do? Let's few ta- takeaways. Ready? With me? L- let go of any misconceptions. My life ends up powerless if I don't overcome any hang-ups I have about just walking close with his spirit. You know, different things in our life, maybe things that we saw that were out of balance or wrong and so forth, different things can stop you, especially because you can't see, he's unpredictable, and he's so powerful. If you're going to have the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, you have to let go of anything of where you're holding. I love what Chris did at the beginning. He said, if you're going to get an IV, you can't go in like this. 
you've got to do this. And, and it's really just a surrendering to God. Number two, just, well, let me do the scripture first. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answers me. He delivered me from some of my fears. Well, oh, all of my fears. Okay, thank you. So let go of misconceptions. Another takeaway, number two, just go all in. Don't dictate to God. He may want to release, as you read the scriptures, there's supernatural gifts, there's nine things that you never... You heard Brother Keith come up. Really, that was a, a prophecy, something from the Lord I could tell, and it led to three people receiving Christ right there. How about that? That's a good day. Isn't that a good day? It's awesome. See, none of this really works unless you go all in. The old hymn, I surrender some... I surrender some. Hmm. Okay, you said it. You're going to surrender all. Caught you. <laughs> you will seek me and find me when. The responsibility there on me and you when you seek me with all your heart. And then number three, one more takeaway. Develop an intimate, just friendship with the Holy Spirit, just a friendship, but I can't picture him, I can't see him, I understand, I fully get that, what it should look like is not this formal, distant, I'm afraid of you deal, just a friendship, I've shown you this scripture before, but I love it, I read it to everyone when we gather for prayer early this morning. And it's in the message, paraphrase. It's not a literal translation, but I love this. And I encourage you to memorize it, if you will. It's, it's a benediction. It's the last verse in 2 Corinthians, the, the end of the whole book, okay? I love this. The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ. Just pause. It all starts there. You can't have anything until you have that first. You've got to have his grace. We're sinners. We can't stand before a holy God. We've got issues. We need hope. We need a Savior. Once you do that, the extravagant love of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Because the amazing grace of Jesus, it leads you to that extravagant love of God. That's what makes worship, singing, prayer, reading your Bible, memorizing the scripture, whatever you're doing, that's what makes you come alive because of the love of God. It is so cool. And don't stop there with a two-thirds Godhead. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Oh, my. The amazing grace of who? The extravagant love of who? The intimate friendship of who? That sounds like a good plan because that intimate friendship leads you. Oops, I got too close to it. I made it go back. Ah, there we go. That intimate friendship makes you know the amazing grace. How sweet that sound. And then 
when, when you're so in love and, and just enthralled with Jesus, wow, I do have a loving Father who's forgiven me, who cares, and Jesus is interceding for me. But they're both up in heaven. Who's here right now? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just here to help you to get to know Jesus better. He guides you to know him better. And may that be with you. Even my prayer for you today is that you would know the amazing grace of Jesus, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. May I ask Brother Chris, the worship team, come on back up. What's a good example to finish this, okay? I'm a visual person, and I'm amazed at the attachments all of us have with this thing that I'm holding up right now. Does anyone have one of these? I hope you're not Googling and buying things off of Amazon right now, but how many have one of these, okay? Yeah. It's amazing how we coddle it. You put it by your pillow, you sleep with it. You don't let it out of your presence hardly, right? It's amazing. I mean, how many of you have almost had an accident because someone was texting and driving? Oops. Oops, we might need some help up here, guys. I think we got unplugged. It's coming on. Okay. Come get me back to where I was, Devin. But we, we coddle it. We, we do this. We just love this thing. But sometimes people are texting and driving. I mean, I've, I've almost gotten hit before. Made me spill my cereal on me. Some of you got that. I wanted to. Confession is good. I wish we all knew the Holy Spirit. Listen. Better than we know Siri. Hey, Siri, have you ever seen Siri? But you listen to her voice. Hey, Siri. I have mine off on purpose, but Siri, Siri. Thank you, Devin. Why not? God. Hey, Jesus, you want... You want me to go? You want me to go talk to that person? Oh, okay. You don't want me to say that. You don't want me to say that. Okay. Well, has the Holy Spirit ever helped you before? Not blow it. I challenge you. Before you go to Siri, before you go to Google, let's go to God a little bit more. And say, Holy Spirit, would you reveal yourself to me? Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you, and it's not Siri. Saying, this is the way, walk in it. It has to be developed. It has to be developed. We need that now more than ever before. Not just, uh, uh, uh. we need confidence, we need boldness, assurance. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate heart of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Let's stand.
get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. Just bow your heads. It all begins, and we did earlier, isn't it awesome? The Holy Spirit wants to introduce you to Jesus. And we had three people say, I'm going to get that right today. I'm so excited for you. Just pray now that hunger just continues to grow and you just keep maturing in him and moving forward in your walk. Maybe there's someone else now, just a greater conviction that, you know, I'm not walking in a saving relationship with Jesus. I don't want to leave this building until I have that settled and I can go forward. If that's you, just raise your hand. Anyone else? I'll know that you're here. Anyone? Yes. Man, he's so excited. He raised his hand again. I love it. That's great. That's saying, I need all of God I can get. That's great. I think something we fail to see. Yeah, salvation is a surrender. But your daily life is a surrender. I mean, it is a surrender. Let's not surrender to the wrong thing, folks. Can we just just begin to talk to the Lord? And say, Holy Spirit, I need to allow you to live in me, speak through me, guide me. You're going to keep me well. You're going to keep me strong. But there's purpose that I'm to do. There are things I'm to be involved in to go forward. And with that type of confidence, the Lord can use you to minister to those who can't do that at this point. Who don't have the insight, don't have the, the faith or the confidence in the Lord. And who would say, I'm, I'm going to be determined. And this week, I'm going to lean in to God and allow him to speak through his spirit in a greater way. And I'm allowing him to interrupt my life, interrupt my schedule. I, I'm, even though it's unseen and unpredictable and he's all powerful, I'm, I'm just going to let him do it in a greater way. And if that's your confession, just raise your hand. Let me see your hand. All right? Great. I'll pray a blessing over us. We'll just worship with a song. and. And then I'll dismiss us in a couple of groups. Lord, I just thank you for the body of Christ. I love them so much. Thank you, Lord, for everyone gathered here today or watching online. Pray a blessing over them. But, Father, church, listening by Internet, it only does us something good if we apply it in a way beyond information. It's got to be our walk. It's got to be our talk. It's got to be the the sure enough life within us. So, Father, I just pray that everyone here today will just make a determination in their heart and their spirit to know you better and make way for the Holy Spirit to indwell them, fill them, just like Charles Finney did. And he said it was just the breath of God in their private time with you, their worship of you, the reading of the word, just Holy Spirit, fill them to overflowing. And for what you do, we're going to give Jesus all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Let's just.